black love is comfort, joy, a promise. To be nourished, to be nurtured, that's black love. Black love is so abundant that you feel its absence painfully when it's gone. Black love, in a sense, is what it means to be. Black love is a conduit to your divinity. It requires constant spiritual conjuring and attention, an attention to embodied survival. Black love is a calling for which I'm grateful and I must answer to this calling in order for me to exist fully. The be all and the end all, that's it. This is WexCast from the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. And that was a small audio sample of Syllabus for Black Love, the lush multi-channel installation by Jamil Alawole Kasoko, a recipient of a Wexner Center Artist Residency Award who worked with numerous Wex staffers over a three-year period. For this episode, we're excited to share a conversation between Kasoko and Alexis McCrimmon, an editor in the film video studio and a filmmaker in her own right, moderated by film video studio curator Jennifer Lang. Syllabus for Black Love is on view now in the Wex Galleries as part of the summer 2022 interdisciplinary platform Portal for the Ephemeral Passage, and it's the second collaboration between Kasoko and McCrimmon following the film Chameleon, a visual album. That work, co-directed by Ima Udioze, won the Best Experimental Short Award at the Slamdance Film Festival earlier this year, and it's also on view now at the Wex. Jamil and Alexis's partnership has been close and fruitful, and in the talk that follows, each of them speak about the relationship they developed and what they learned from each other. Let's listen. Okay, well, the first question I'd say is, is for Jamil. It's about your practice and the move towards moving image. Mm-hmm. You're, you come from, you have a performing arts background, but you also work very collaboratively with uh, diff- artists from different mediums and disciplines. So your residency at the WEX actually started in performing arts, but kind of quickly transitioned to the film video studio um, as you were making Chameleon. So I, I guess the first question is, can you talk a little bit about this transition towards moving image in your practice? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been working with moving image for many years actually, but the the technology shifted, if, <laughs> if I can say that. Um, and so it was more around learning and experimenting in all these new ways of editing and the way, you know, the technology just had become so much more sophisticated since when, you know, I was making my little dance videos in college. But all to say, I've always had a deep interest in in moving image. Um, and from the very beginning, really, when I started dancing and, and, and really choreographing and making work for stage and theater, I remember doing a project 
that I called the night dances, uh, where I would record myself dancing in the dark for hours uh, using this sort of infrared feature on on the camera, you know, the night vision feature. And so already, you know, like early on, I was developing this sort of conversation between moving image, my body, blackness, grain, you know, glitch, um, interference, static, you know, just like all these things that I'm deeply excited about and intrigued by um, even now, you know, in my work. And, you know, so really I'd say, uh, yeah, just sort of like reacclimating with this technology and of course collaborating with Alexis over the past few years um, really helped to just have a uh, identifying visual language and to really sort of begin to deepen that and to craft a more uh, specific approach to how I wanted to perform and, and, and really share my body uh, now inside of you know, you know the moving image arena uh, and, and film and cinema. Um, I know that residency in the film video studio, you know, we have two full-time editors um, and it was, I mean, we thought about it in advance, but somewhat serendipitous that Alexis is an editor at the Wexner Center and your project came through at this moment. Collaboration is again, really important to Jamil's practice, but also Alexis as a filmmaker, we always talk about about the fact that one person doesn't make a film, it's a group effort, and there are many, many roles and, um, and ways that people are contributing creatively. So could both of you sort of talk about that creative relationship and how it sparked? Because you two were, I mean, immediately, I could tell within a couple of days, like totally vibing together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we had a couple conversations before before we actually met, but when we did meet and really got into the studio, you know, I mean, it just, it felt like just such incredible chemistry and, and just sincere excitement, you know, it was like, I mean, I really felt such thrill from Alexis and just a, a deep interest to jump into this, this work um, and, and to, uh, really open it up together and and to see you know what might be possible you know I think it's also important to say that you know we're both you know black people and there is a kind of languaging and identity and communication and feel and yeah like all of these all of these uh, sensational elements if you will uh, feel really important to the practice and the, and the making of the work. But I'd love to yeah, know what Alexis uh, <laughs> feels about that, yeah. I'd say just, I'm a big reference person. And so in meeting a new person, it's trying to find, you know, that keystone of references and like off, like immediately, Jamil and I were vibing. And I think specifically, in the sort of entertainer section of Chameleon, when you have all these, these portraits of very famous black male entertainers, 
And specifically, I was just, I started to do my Luther Vandross impression because that's something I love to do. But just this sort of, uh, yes, kismet, vibes, vibes, vibes. When I think about seancers or I think about documentation that I've seen of Black body amnesia, in the sense of going from performance documentation to active camera, Jamil, your work lends itself to the cinematic beautifully. And because you also, you are a poet and your words easily lend a visual equivalent. They easily translate into very rich, evocative imagery. And I think seeing you know, the dailies are seeing, you know, footage from Chameleon and then like reading the poems, hearing your vocal performance, seeing, you know, clips. It was all just like, okay, this is here. This is a very fertile ground. And I think that is something that my mind really loves as, a, as an artist and an editor and working with you is that your mind is so fertile mm. and is powerful. And it's, it is easy. <laughs> it's easy. It feels, it felt easy. It's like, oh, this is cheating. Like, um, cause it's just, okay, I'll just dive on in. And I think even transitioning from like a single channel work that is sort of very, you know, experimentally narrative cinematic piece, this core poem, Chameleon into even evoking at the onset documentary uh, documentary motifs and modes for syllabus, which were sort of a abandoned, but there's still something incredibly cinematic about syllabus for Black Love, even though it is a three channel video installation. And it's something that's really funny. I remember looking at the footage from Tulum of you um, and Jen on the cliff and just having this moment of like, okay, I think I'm starting to understand your movement language as an artist mm. and, and how that makes sense editorially. And thinking about my experience of watching you perform on camera for Chameleon and this, it's like, okay, so I'm beginning to, to sort of have an automatic kind of uh, recall or this ability to kind of say like, okay, I know what Jamil does, mm. like putting all of that together. Um, so that was really nice to sort of second project, have a sense of like intense familiarity because also there wasn't really, we started working on syllabus like maybe in May, June of 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And We'd finished working on Chameleon in like July, maybe even August of 2020. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely a gap, but like it wasn't that big of a gap in time mm -hmm. between the two projects. And it was also just wonderful to be presented with something that was just so like similar, but very different from what I'd worked on the last time. Mm -hmm. So I felt like there were ways in which we could forge new, you know, paths together yeah that's what I've got um <laughs> I think I think Alexis and, and Jamil also it's important to note that this um this piece started during the pandemic and mm -hmm. as I like to point out Jamil you were the last person to leave 
when the mm. pandemic started and you were the first person to come back <laughs> our first for to do in-person residencies so i wonder if you could also both kind of talk about the fact that much of syllabus was developed not working together in person but remotely and what that process was like and how important it was to have the groundwork i guess of chameleon and and your relationship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. going into that yeah would you like to start alexis um, sure. I think um, because I, we made an edit of Chameleon for the Earth Day performance, and that kind of reignited the fire of, okay, let's finish this. You know, um, so there were some major structure shifts in the piece. And through that process, it was just I don't know if we really did a lot of screen sharing. It was mostly durational phone calls and then sharing cuts. But I think for the generation of syllabus, like that generative phase, it was a lot of just talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of reviewing footage. It was, you know, looking at additional references and just having conversations about what was desired for the piece. Mm -hmm. reviewing materials that you and Ema had sort of written on that initial proposal, just a lot of thought work, which is something that obviously is great and preferred to be accomplished in person, um, but is definitely doable virtually. And it was one of those things where I was glad to have a project where I knew it was easy to communicate with the artist. And it was, it, it didn't like that additional stress of working remotely and having to deal with what was happening in the outside world, because there was a lot happening in the outside world, just not, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was nice to feel like even though we're getting work done, that there's a support system in this person that I'm collaborating with, we are checking in with one another. And that, you know, once again, just felt like cheating, easy to kind of like figure out, okay, I think I get what you're saying. Boom, boom, boom. What about this? Boom, boom, boom. Just like sequence, 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 seamlet, seamlet, seamlet. And then once it was like, hey, I'm thinking about this being a, a multi-channel piece, can you give me a kind of a draft of what that would look like? It's like, say no more fam. Because at this point um, in my tenure at, at the WEX in the film video studio program, I've done a few multi-channel pieces. And so it was like, say no more fam, I got you. Like, let me just set up this timeline to reflect a three channel edit. And so that even felt like cheating. Mm. <laughs> it's like, of course, of course you want to do this like with me now, of course, like let's lean in to it. Let's make it happen mm -hmm. because we are the right people for this right now. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it was challenging, but it was certainly, I remember speaking to you, Jennifer, about how in putting Jamil back on the schedule, it's like, yeah, great, 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 easy, great. Like, thank you for making my life better. <laughs> like, um, and that's not to disparage my relationship with other artists. It's more just like, it was a blessing and a pleasure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, likewise, you know, I'm remembering, I forgot that we kind of 
yeah, like that decision was made. Um, yeah, I would say a bit later in the process that we would move towards the three channel. I, I had an idea, but I hadn't quite figured out, I think, when I first approached Jennifer and, and film video and everyone just around um, around Syllabus for Black Love and and yeah, it was still very much coming into focus. I knew that I wanted to continue our relationship. And honestly, uh, you know, I wanted, I needed to be in practice. I needed to be in conversation. I needed to understand, I needed some kind of outlet. And, you know, this became an incredible investigation to do remotely. And it sort of spilled out in so many different directions, you know, Syllabus for Black Love specifically, uh, which would become the, you know, the three channel uh, installation that's on view now. Um, but yeah, you know, speaking of that fertile ground, Alexis, there's the Spotify playlist, you know, there's, uh, an actual syllabus that, you know, folks can engage with that's also uh, interactive and on view and you can engage and read and all that stuff. But I'm thinking about all the prep work that went into this process um, and project before it became what it is now. And it was so incredible to be working with someone where we could really investigate a critical embodiment of these aspects you know what is a critical embodiment of black joy of laughter of loving um, how does that sort of move through the lens and sort of capture a feeling and energy these were all really important questions for me while filming while creating while brainstorming but really wanting to center this love practice and and just to see what what might happen when something as <laughs> esoteric if you will uh, as love can be inserted into um, a sort of critical investigation you know creatively it was work that I had to do you know for my heart uh, to deal with all the things that was and still are happening, you know, in the outside world, so. Well, maybe just to close, I'd love to hear what you two kind of took away from each other and what this relationship, uh, because I, I, I feel like with artists in the studio, we build these long sustained relationships that either result in, you know, future projects, but even, friendships, I guess, um, mm. creative relationships. So it would just be nice to hear each of you sort of speak a bit about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Alexis is totally, I think, you know, someone who I certainly want to continue to build with, grow with, uh, create with, you know, with or without <laughs> with Wexner. You know, um, Alexis uh, really has taught me, you know, so much. And yeah, you know, speaking of, again, this 
this idea of fertile ground, but you know, it I guess it does feel like cheating because we go into the studio and you know, hours kind of go by and <laughs> and, and and magic happens and it's you know, it's really incredible. And it's also really affirming when someone else is like locked into a logic and if <laughs> And if, you know, if you know me, you know, I create my own logic <laughs> quite often. So, um, and so for someone, you know, like Alexis who can so easily, because she's so familiar with this lexicon of, of work and this history of projects um, that are so deeply connected, but are also, you know, very entrenched in their own identities. But because we have such such a deep history, you know, I think, yeah, this is something that you know, I'm, I'm so excited to continue to, to cultivate and, and, and see what's, you know, what's next, you know, what, 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 what next project can I propose, you know? Oh my, I will say that I think every experience I have working with an artist teaches me patience, which is something that's like my personal recurring life lesson that I need to learn is to be patient. Um, so thank you, Jamil, for teaching me patience. I also, I think what's great about working in the studio is that you work with a variety of artists who are practicing different modes of representation. But I think sometimes because of my own training and how I see the world or how I think, you know, that, that question of logic, right? What is flow? What makes sense? I get locked into my own ideas and it's nice to have somebody who can break <laughs> through and cause a breakthrough. And I think it's interesting because both works are about being embodied and about the body and movement and flow because there is that performing arts background. And so I think teaching me to sort of stay loose and limber and flexible or reminding me that that is something that should be embodied within me mm. and just just to breathe. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I really do appreciate that. And even thinking about those quiet, and you were saying like hours go by those, I think about like sort of when we were in our last editing session of Chameleon Before the World Ended, if you will, just us playing music in the studio, like dance breaks, like just feeling, feeling the vibes, being in, communion with one another and I think those those memories are very precious to me and our relationship is very precious to me and so I do look forward to working with you in the future oh um, my god I yeah can't wait. oh my god oh my god because oh <laughs> um, I know you have stuff cooking because you just stay busy so stay busy stay, stay busy, busy. <laughs> Um, but the world needs it, so that's fine. Thank you, dear. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end. Thank you both mm -hmm. for taking the time. Such a pleasure. That was Jamil Alawale Kasoko in a conversation with Wex Film Video Studio editor Alexis McCrimmon, moderated by Film Video Studio curator Jennifer Lang. For more information about the Summer 22 exhibition, Portal for the Ephemeral Passage, and all things WEX, go to wexarts.org. 
For the Wexner Center for the Arts, I'm Melissa Starker. Thanks for listening. We'll leave you now with the sounds of fire and music from Syllabus for Black Love.